Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, January 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Eric Schmid. Coyotes have become fixtures in American life, from the biggest cities to the open range. As the number of coyotes increases, some hunting contests have sprung up as a way to remove potential threats to livestock, with limited results. They're going to survive, you know, no matter what we do. They're going to be around forever. <laughs> Reporter David Condos examines what it takes to call a coyote and what makes these canines so resilient. First, this news. Coronavirus numbers appear to be leveling off in the city of St. Louis. That's good news for overwhelmed hospitals and healthcare workers. But St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports the city's health director said on Thursday, we aren't out of the woods yet. Dr. Matish Lashwayo-Davis told the city's Joint Board of Health and Hospitals that after a month of sharp increases, the seven-day moving average of cases is beginning to go down. But she says the numbers should not give people a false sense of security. The peak of the Omicron wave, about 500 cases per day, is more than three times larger than last winter's peak. These are still incredibly high numbers compared to where we were last year. And of course, concerning because we have a lot more tools at our disposal, highest of which are vaccinations. Shloshwayo Davis says the city will have its first pediatric vaccine clinic next weekend, and eligibility for its vaccine incentive program will soon be expanded to include second doses and booster shots. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Meanwhile, in Illinois, the recent COVID surge is causing trouble for some of the state's sheriffs. They're struggling as Illinois' Department of Corrections continues its pause on inmate intakes from county jails. Before the delay, Ogle County Sheriff Brian Van Vickle says inmates bound for state prisons were held for a week or less in his jail. Now, he says some have been there for several months. A little over 12 percent of my population is sentenced and should be in the Department of Corrections custody, and, and we continue to, to provide meals for them, as well as medical services, and, and, and it's a cost to our taxpayers. Van Vickle is also the president of the Illinois Sheriff's Association. He says the state provided some money last year through COVID relief funds, but he adds it was inadequate. The DOC says it's pausing inmate intakes to keep jail populations down during the Omicron surge. A bipartisan commission has passed a new redistricting map that redraws Missouri's 163 seats in the House of Representatives. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports the announcement comes as the commission redrawing the state's Senate districts is unlikely to reach a consensus. The commission, consisting of 10 Democrats and 10 Republicans, voted unanimously on the map, drawing new districts for the Missouri House of Representatives. It's a somewhat surprising result, as bipartisanship was needed to pass the map at all, let alone unanimously. Rick Chong is a commissioner on the Democrat side. He said some of the priorities of the commission when drawing the districts were to have the map reflect community interests and that the map is competitive. What we want is not really per se in a narrow sense a Republican map or a Democrat map. And what we really want is an impartial map. Meanwhile, the commission drawing the districts of the Missouri Senate has yet to pass a map. If they cannot reach a consensus, it will then go to the courts. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Ameren, Missouri will begin installing solar panels this year on a new nonprofit center's campus along Delmar Boulevard in St. Louis. 
The collaboration with the Delmar Divine is part of Ameren's Neighborhood Solar Program. It aims to take advantage of underutilized land for solar generation. Anne-Marie Nauert is the Renewables Program Supervisor at Ameren, Missouri. She says solar panels will be installed over the center's west end neighborhood parking lot, creating a canopy. It provides shaded parking in the summer. It provides LED lighting, which helps with security of that area at night. And of course, it's adding clean energy locally to the grid there for the benefit of all of Ameren, Missouri's customers. The solar panels are expected to be up and running next year. Finally, Masters Golf Tournament champion Bob Golby has died. The Belleville native won the tournament in 1968. He started playing golf professionally in 1952. Golby is still the only man born in the St. Louis region to win one of the sport's major championships. He was 92. The number of coyotes in Kansas has nearly tripled since the 1980s. Around ranches, farms, and homes, they're largely unwelcome. One response? Hunting them, sometimes competitively. But as David Condos reports, the resilient canine keeps finding ways to survive, no matter what humans throw at it. A note, this story includes the sound of gunfire and depictions of hunting animals. Brian Garrison is here. You just can't really see him. As the morning light creeps across this pasture, he sits motionless, covered in camo, reclining on a cushion next to a sagebrush. It's opening day of the Southwest Kansas Coyote Calling Contest in Kismet, and Garrison, his son, and a friend are competing with other teams to see who can call in and shoot the most coyotes, or coyotes as folks pronounce it around here. So with a shotgun in one hand and a remote in the other, he plays the role of DJ, spinning some of the coyote calling world's greatest hits. Here's a raccoon pup distress. Cottontail. Female coyote challenge. After about 15 minutes, there's a flash of gray 40 yards ahead. Garrison fires twice, but misses. The coyote disappears back into the brush. It's fun because it's, it's hard. You don't turn on a call and every coyote in the country come running to you. Calling contests mark just the latest chapter in a centuries-long war between humans and coyotes, as both species expand their range across the continent. And the coyotes are winning. Intelligent, resilient, and extremely adaptable, coyotes have thrived even as many other American mammals have declined or disappeared since European settlement. Cutting down forests just gave them more habitat. Exterminating wolves removed their chief rival. Now, they're the most common large predator in the country. So coyote callers figure that for every one they bring in, that's one less potential threat to livestock out on the range. <laughs> the next afternoon, teams line up coyote carcasses by the dozen on the grass behind City Hall. 53.2. They're counted, weighed, and remember, it's a competition. So to guard against cheating, kitchen thermometers measure if the bodies are still warm. Then they're checked for the right amount of rigor mortis. Finally comes James Kelly, a retired cop, the lie detector guy. He's strapped thousands of hunters to his polygraph over the years, many who have tried to break contest rules. But he says his special recipe of detailed questions sniffs out the cheats. The way that we ask the questions are more along the lines of a criminal act than just a generic, uh, we're just going to do polygraph for the heck of it. We're not doing polygraph for the heck of it. We're doing it for a specific goal to make sure that people aren't cheating. On this night, the winners pass the test. Altogether, the teams bring in a total of 83 coyotes. And that's just a drop in the bucket. Americans kill roughly a half a million coyotes each year. 
But coyote populations, well, they just keep getting stronger. Here's Kansas State University wildlife specialist Drew Ricketts. People always talk about how if there's a nuclear war or whatever, there's going to be cockroaches and rats left, and I always throw coyotes into that. Coyotes have expanded their territory by 40% since the 1950s, from the Alaskan tundra to the Florida coast to downtown Chicago. And all the while, humans have been trying to kill them, infecting them with diseases, tossing poisoned baits from snowmobiles, shooting them down from helicopters. But coyotes have shown an uncanny knack for survival. They can live anywhere, eat almost anything. And Rickett says that when a bunch of coyotes are killed, the others just have bigger litters to make up for it. The reasons that broad-scale population control of coyotes doesn't work all that well, those are also the reasons that make calling competitions sustainable. Meanwhile, coyote attacks continue to cost the Kansas cattle industry an estimated $4 million a year. A few years ago, they dragged off some of Bob Davies' calves at his ranch near Kismet. Yeah, it's right across the river over here. His response? Renaming that piece of land Coyote Pasture. After dealing with these wily canines for decades, he knows what he's up against. It's the coyotes' world now. We just live in it. They're going to survive, you know, no matter what we do. They're going to be around forever. <laughs> in Kismet, Kansas, I'm David Contos. Where will you? That story comes to us from High Plains Public Radio and the Kansas News Service. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Eric Schmid, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.